Yo, welcome to the Two Season a Pod podcast presented by Macedonia Baptist Church. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Chris Lindsay, and I'm joined with Chris Gravening. And don't we, have a cool tagline because nah, I'm not cool like that. Nah, I've just developed it over uh, multiple podcasts. I'm the co-hostess with Alessis. <laughs> Apparently. Barely. Is, is that what that means when I say hostess with the most? Is I'm making you lesser than I? Right. You're the most of the most. And I'm the... Well, I, I don't mean it that way. I know you don't. I'm sorry. Maybe I need to change it. I'm no, the host. I really don't care. I'm the hostess with the same amount of mostess as my co-hostess. <laughs> Now it sounds like co-hostess, like I'm a lady hostess. Yeah, you're a, you're you're a hostess, like the when you go into a restaurant and they say, the "Hey, how many people are in your party?" <laughs> in your party, or party a hostess, uh, hostess, uh, Twinkie. Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That'd be good right now. <laughs> sounds good. It's getting a little close to we're getting getting close to lunch We just had an hour conversation that was really good information. Didn't even record it. Didn't record it. So you know that, that's that's just you know that's good beneficial for us. Yeah, you you, you don't get to hear it, listener. I'm so sorry. I know you're probably crying. You're crying like, man, I really wish I would have got to hear what they were talking about. Or they would have been like, uh. Uh. <laughs> These are the things that make the world go around. Mm-hmm. We're trying to survive, solve all the world's problems. That's it, right but here. We can't, can't we? In in the newly renovated uh, studio. Yeah, this is which is very my nice. There's a coffee bar in here. There's, yeah. uh No, just kidding. It's, it's it's just your rearranged office. That's it. All my books are finally in their place. In their place, in the right spot. Not not really yet, because what I want to do is pull them off in the categories and put them in uh, numerical, not numerical, alphabetical order. Uh, Aren't you talking aspects. about maybe um, um, doing the the what do they call one of those yeah, library like, systems? I, I'm, I'm thinking about it, but here's the issue is um, I would have to pull all the books back off and then rearrange yeah. all the books back. You, uh, just, so, need, you just need uh, your own personal assistant. That's right. So we are hiring um, for a PA for the associate pastor. You it's, get paid what we get, what we make on this uh, podcast. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're almost there to ten dollars. So it's on you if you want to join us. Then you can try to get the. The more you get people listening, the more you make. <laughs> that's right. So uh, you know, there's an option there. Uh, plenty of work to do. It will take you two to three months. Um, I, I will. I can also pay you in candy that I've had in my drawer for over a year. Um, maybe some theological discussion if that's what you're into. We yeah. can we can talk. I could also like show you how to read a Bible um, because I need to do that this morning or at, at this point. Oh, speaking of this morning, I recently learned. That afternoon doesn't mean. Uh, that, yeah, you learned afternoon. yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know the today I learned. The today you learned. Today I learned uh, evening. So if I've ever told anybody afternoon, and in my mind I'm thinking six, seven, eight o'clock, uh, I was informed that that's evening. So um, that was me. I told him he was wrong. That's right. So so would this be before noon then? This is morning. This is still morning. This is morning. Even though we're so close to noon. Anything before noon is morning. All right. Just... So if I say if it's 11.45, good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. What about like 11.59? Good morning. What if you're sending an email and you know by the time it gets to them, it will be afternoon? Do you still say morning? Say afternoon. Because I know when it will, if it goes out. Have you accidentally sent an email in the afternoon and had good morning on it? 
No, because Rachel usually uh, 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 if, if it's sent out to the church, and I do some say that or something. She knows like if it gets out when she gets to it and it gets out, she'll just change she it. But if I wrote it in the morning and then she gets it out in the afternoon, she'll change it. Right? Because she's she's that good. She knows what I'm doing. Yeah, she she she's she's on her stuff. She's on her stuff. So no, yeah, I guess you could, but I can't dictate though when you read it. So if I sent it out and it got to you in the morning and you didn't read it till the afternoon, you know, sorry. that's your fault. That's your own fault. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll just say I. So I, sometimes you can just say good morning, afternoon, and evening. Yeah. Welcome to the Two Season Pod podcast. That's it. You don't know when you're listening to. That's right correct. Now. You may you may be trying to go to sleep listening to the sultry voices of Chris and Chris. Yeah. So you, but you you're a you're like you were saying afternoon is afternoons from twelve o'clock until morning. So, like uh, <laughs> right, twelve to twelve blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, what? You blew my mind. I, I had no like evening. Had, a, had an existential crisis. I went out out and bought a Corvette. Then so afternoon return, to me is returned like... it that evening. <laughs> <laughs> 12 to 5, 12 to 5, 12 to 6 area. This is usually from, for me, it's 12 to usually when people get off work is afternoon. Then evening is anything yeah, man. dinner on. Never, never heard of that. So, hence, yeah. Evening. That's weird. It's crazy. It's interesting to hear that because that, that kind of blew my mind yesterday that that's how you, you said that a lot of people in your life don't operate with the evening. I don't think so. Like, And then I'm over here blowing your mind with... Morning, afternoon. Evening. See, this is how miscommunication happens. Yes. So you were sending a text about I need to meet with you. What do a good afternoon? Everybody was thinking, wait a minute. I, I will have I'm to working. work. <laughs> I'm working right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't come in the afternoon. I have a job until five. So that's yeah. all right. So the same thing with lunch and lunch, dinner, and supper. Right. So there. When that's you, a when's new... your dinner? So it depends on how you operate. So from coming to the south, I've realized that there's a difference between dinner and supper. Correct. Um, so I always, always operate. This is how I always operated. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Okay. Those are the three meals of the day. Right. So dinner. What, what about second breakfast? <laughs> well, you know. You know, I'm a hobbit. Yeah, hobbit time. I'm short, fat, and hairy feet. You know, I got the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that was for me. And then I come here and people differentiate. And it's at breakfast, breakfast dinner, dinner supper. supper. But then I also learned that there's some, there's a different, that some Southerners will use lunch, and it depends on what it is. So if lunch is like a sandwich small meal, but if you do Sunday, like a Sunday after church meal, it's the big one, it's called dinner. Hmm. And then supper usually is smaller, that you have your supper later, and it's the supper. Yeah, but wouldn't it be easier to say lunch and supper or lunch and dinner? That's how I do it. To me, it's a little easier, yeah. but they sometimes will call the. So that's and I learned that. Somebody kind of informed me because I right. talked about how confused I was. But they said <laughs> that lunch is like a smaller one, and then you can have dinner, and dinner's bigger. Dinner's always a bigger meal. Okay. Supper. Now I don't think this is a hundred percent true uh, the whole way, but because I think every there's some people that use. What supper if you regardless. have a big sandwich? I think it's still lunch. lunch. I think it's still lunch. But like you know what I mean? Like a humongo like everything on its sandwich to where you're not gonna finish it and it was No, see because I think it's like a like you're gonna have like horse like you're gonna have other sides. You're gonna have like a, like a full on like okay, meat so, and three okay, yeah. for lunch is gonna be the actual dinner and then supper comes later on in the day. That's how that was that's how so, I was told I was So why why at work they tell you I'm going on a lunch break and not a dinner break. Because I, I think again, I think it's they don't do that here in the like 
because lunch never, if you're at work, is never going to be a dinner because you're just going to go get something quick to eat normally, right? For lunch. Depends if on you're working depends on my day. If I'm having a bad day, I'm going to like the Olive Garden. <laughs> you can just throw down just some throw down breadsticks some and salad. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited breadsticks. Right. Just eat, soup. Eat, yep. eat my pain. See, I'm not a salad guy, so I'll, I'll throw down one of those you soups like all day. I'll eat it. Come man. on, man. It's vegetables, I, I, man. I'm not a big vegetable. I don't. I'll eat them, but I, I've that's come what, a long way. I used to never touch the salad. That's why you're so skinny. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> maybe, maybe my issue. I eat so much uh, salad and meat and veggies that that's why I'm short and fat. Is that how that works? Yeah, sure. That seems, that seems <laughs> or is like that all it. those Twinkies we were talking about earlier. Right. The Christmas tree cakes that I hoarded from you. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. why I've lost six pounds. That's it. Weeks. If I would have gave you those, we'd be in a lot different place. So, no. but so go one last thing because we do this at Christmas and Thanksgiving. A lot of people eat that meal like in the afternoon. We do. I don't know if you do. Afternoon meaning like from twelve to five. Yes. Yeah, we normally eat it about right one or two. Yep. And that's the dinner. That's what we call it Thanksgiving dinner so or yeah, Christmas I, dinner. Still, you don't call it Thanksgiving no, lunch, do you? Lunch. Yeah. You call that Thanksgiving lunch? Mm-hmm. Huh. We ate Thanksgiving for lunch. Okay. Thanksgiving is that meal that we have. Specifically, I just call it the Thanksgiving dinner. Right. So you, you would you would have you could have steak on Thanksgiving dinner. However, I would say that's not Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. I would say you just had steak steak, steak for, for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Gotcha. But Thanksgiving dinner is it requires some things to be correct. In. Turkey stuff. You know, right. Stuffing, stuffing that that type of stuff. The, that kind of stuff. Christmas dinner, however, is ham. For oh, me, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of how we operate. And then, but we sometimes would have a turkey. The though. New Year's Day lunch. Yeah, I never had that. A lot of people do. Is a the black eyed peas for luck, collard greens for money, um, pork for something, and then you're not allowed to do dishes because then you'll be doing dishes for the rest of your days, and you're not allowed to wash clothes because you'll be doing washing clothes for the rest of the year, which is kind of funny because you wash clothes for anyways. Um, it doesn't. Remove the amount of clothes. I haven't had more luck nor more money from the amount of collard greens I've ate and black eyed peas. So I, we we had steak and fries. <laughs> yeah. See, I ne- would, never had a special meal for New Year's ever. Nah. It's just like a normal day. Huh. New Year's Day is New Year's Day, January first. Yeah, we always. I'm gonna get Christmas Eve. Maybe that's the Southern thing. Maybe. Yeah, I know. I know the tradition. We just never did it. Yeah. I, I know some people that eat uh, like lasagna and stuff for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think it's probably could be a more cultural thing. It just depends on kind of how your family grew up. So if you're more probably more of an Italian descent, I'm sure you probably yeah, eat Mama lasagna. Mia. Mama Mia. But like for Christmas Eve, we have uh, I we always have a tradition. We eat New Mexican food. Okay. So like enchiladas and stuff like that. So go to a New Mexican restaurant and listen to some mariachi Christmas Eve. And so we're going back to Christmas. But anyway, so yeah. good stuff. Welcome back. Welcome back. Now that it is now the 19th of January. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I didn't get to hear your sermon. Yeah, you were... I, technically, I've heard your sermon twice. Twice, in devotional way. In devotional way, but I didn't, did not get to hear your sermon. Okay. This past week. So, everything's going to be new to me. I have no questions for you. Actually, I do have a question for you. Okay. Um, uh, Rephidim, 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 um, uh, is that kin to the Nephilim? 
That's a place. Right. Is that a place where the Nephilim dwelt? That's why as a high end. Never. Not, not in Nobody my time. Nobody said anything? Nothing. No. No. Because no. normally with these uh, Hebrew names and stuff of places, you can kind of figure out if it has an E-L or a, a oh, okay. Isaiah, A-H at the end, mm-hmm. that their names mean some mean, things. Meaning yeah. some things. So I didn't know if that was uh, the reptilian giants were there. <laughs> There was no when I was studying that anybody no. made any correlation. No Illuminati stuff going no, on here. No, so right. but you do the Malachites will be a thorn in Israel's side up until David. David will finally Defeat. eradicate the Amalekites. Eradicate. Well, I mean, that's what I mean, but they, they, yeah. they'll be done. They, so he he says it at the end of the text. The Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So he's yeah. telling Joshua, you're going to face these dudes, and then, um, then. But it'll be, it won't be until David that um, they will be finally defeated in full. So we come to another mountain mm-hmm. or a hill, a, yes. lesser, mm-hmm. a lesser of the mountains. Right. A lot of the hill that's called mountains in the middle, in, in Israel and in kind of that area will probably look more like hills to so us. So it's kind of like the uh, the Smoky Mountains to you. To me, are look more like hills than they do like mountains. Okay. But I'm sure, I don't even know if they would be that tall. Now, I would t- I would tell you there's a there's a uh, big difference in the Guatemalan mountains. Mm-hmm. They're pretty. Yeah. Um, plus half of the mountains, not half. A lot of the mountains are volcanoes. Yeah. Which is kind of cool too. Right. Uh, when we uh, when I went in 2018, the one of the volcanoes was smoking as we drove past. Okay. So that was kind of weird. And, and so we threw right. a cu- we threw a couple of our people we didn't like into the mountain, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sacrifices. <laughs> Sacrifices. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. You pagan. He's missing still, but we didn't. <laughs> we didn't do that. <laughs> but uh, so they go to a mountain, and something amazing happens. Uh, Joshua then becomes the the uh, fighting leader. So yes, they they so yes, Moses goes to Joshua. So it's the first time we see Joshua. Joshua, and he's going to be important later. Very on. important, yeah. Um, so Joshua is introduced. We obviously has some sense of military ability, which will come out later right. in his quest of Canaan, conquering Canaan, the so promised land, right? The land that's so he, flowing he's with the tasked, to to go out and fight to take some men out there and to fight against the Amalekites, but while Moses will be up on the hill with Aaron and Hur alongside of him, all right, Hur's Hur uh, does he come up again? He does. Now there is some debate, but I was more emphatic and just said this is who he is. There's debate of who this Hur is. Hur is mentioned later, and Hur is a him. Her's a guy. Just, yeah. just to be clear, H U R. Her, her is, is a, a man. him. Yeah, it's a him. <laughs> so now, now get... is is him a her? Do, do, do we... What are we? <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, no, I don't know exactly. I'm trying to remember. It gets to the point where we, where uh, in Exodus, we will get to this where the the guy who builds the uh, Balalek, I think, is his name. And I'm trying to get to the exact uh, place. Oh, here we go. The Lord, in chapter 31 of Exodus, says, The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel. So I said it wrong. Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur. 
Okay, so the grandson, grandson of, her. of the tribe of Judah. Okay, so so Judah, her, Judah had a boy named her that had Yuri, or how'd you say that? Uriah. You're right. No, Judah didn't have her. Judah is he comes from the tribe. Of from Judah. the tribe of Judah. So mm-hmm. somewhere from Judah's yes, descendants, the yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I meant by had. That's what I meant. Okay, yeah, yeah. a great grandson. Of so Judah. this her there's debate whether this is the same her okay that's found in Exodus okay. or found in this text but could it be a different her could it could be a different her could it could it be a, a her her or a him her <laughs> it's, a, it's a him her <laughs> okay yeah all right but okay. I I'm gonna go I went with that this is the Th- same that's guy her. so right. this is the grandfather that's of, him her yes. <laughs> If you're not confused yet, it's okay. Chris it's okay. Says, I'm already, I'm already lost it. So, so, so there's your el at bezel, 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 bezel at the end. Yes, Elohim. Mm-hmm. So he's the. So anyway, we have her, and that is <laughs> uh, up there with Moses, alongside with Aaron. The so, so there's something kind of cool going on here. You have Moses the prophet, Aaron the priest. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you have her from the line of Judah, the mm-hmm. kingly line. Yes. You have prophet, priest, and king. Yes. Upon the top of the hill, mountain thing. Yes. Holding their hands in the air and waving them like they just don't care. And Moses is holding his hand, the staff yeah. of God. Uh, there is, And they're screaming, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, you probably want to read this section. I uh, Right, so so uh, Moses has his hands up in the air, uh-huh. and with the staff. Now, there, there's a couple of different ways you could take this, right? So there's some. The lifting of the hands can be seen as a prayerful thing, right? Prayer, um, and so there's some that are saying he's praying at this moment. I think regardless if he's legit, like like actually praying, or if his hands are just up, he is submitting to and calling upon God to do the work, right? Uh, so regardless, for us, it's a good application. It's prayer. Prayer is the means by which this battle is being won. Okay, so, calling upon God to do to win this battle. Okay, so so the significance of prophet, priest, and king mm-hmm. fighting the battle, spiritual battle, mm-hmm. yes, upon the top of this mountain, yes, is now therefore fulfilled in. Christ, who Christ. is yep. fulfills, is the one person. Like I said, I'm setting that on the TV. I mean, it's right there. Yeah. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. So Christ is the not three people up there, but he fulfills the offices of prophet, priest, and king. Right. We talked about that at Christmas. That was three out of our five sermons was talking about the offices of Christ. Right. Prophet, priest, king. So he fulfills on the hill of Calvary. With arms that do not grow weary, f- submitting uh, and calling upon, so he in essence is the one that fights the battle for us and has won the battle against the enemies of God. And the enemies of God for, or not the, the enemies of God are the enemies of of uh, that we face: sin, death, and Satan. Right. That's so, right. Principalities, powers. Right. So we don't battle Authority. against flesh and blood. Right. According to Ephesians, but to those, to those things. So he's won this battle. So the application for us, as I said on Sunday, is that we look to this this better Moses, the true and better Moses, who stands on the hill on behalf of his people and fights the battle. Because the battle wasn't won by Joshua. The battle was won 
by what was happening on that hill. Right. Uh, and God won the battle for them, as he does throughout the whole entire time. He's and it, and it says that whenever Moses' uh, hands were lowered, uh, Amalek prevailed. Right. So his hands grew weary. Um, just there it's showing Israel is not is not going to be able to, to win. So Aaron and Hur come up beside him and throw a rock up underneath him. I'm and then stand beside him. So he's sitting down. I get closer because I go away from this. Sitting down, so they probably hold it with their arms probably to their sides. They're not having to lift up either because he's sitting down, and they hold his probably his elbow up and to keep him elevated. So their arms don't grow because they're sitting down here, and they're able to hold up until the battle's won. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so that's from uh, that is not my own original thing. That came from Bible Talk. Bible Talk. So another good podcast to listen to by yeah. my marks. So if you want some some people who actually know something, they're probably a lot better explaining it than I just did. Yeah, uh, but that was a, a very clear. But uh, even then, uh, so that and there's this very clear idea. The main point of this is again, God fighting the battle for God's people. Right. We and that's a reminder for the church. So so what. How how often do we, well, we often look away and and try to fight the battle on our own. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that we as Christians try to fight the battle on our own? Because it's a misunderstanding. Battle, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Let's let's finish that yeah. question. Battle gets sin. Mm-hmm. First off. Yes. Comma. Uh, uh, death. Mm-hmm. And then against the principalities, the spiritual forces. Okay. So I think there's a misunderstanding by us, by a lot of people, that sometimes they view salvation as a one-time deal that Jesus saved them, and then they're on their own to keep up the Christian life. That, yeah, he saved me by grace, but now i gotta, I got to read my Bible enough. I've got to pray enough. I've got to do all these things. If I keep all these lists of things to do... I got to do it out of my own strength. I got to battle against sin by myself. And we think the gospel is a one time thing when the gospel is a continuous thing that's working in our lives right. at all times. Uh, Paul makes clear you 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 have been saved. Mm-hmm. You are being saved, and your current or you you have been saved. You are saved, and you are being saved. Mm-hmm. We also think too much of ourselves. We think we're stronger than we are, mm-hmm. and we're not. Right? Moses probably was like, "Yeah, man, I got this." Yeah, and, in, and then, as anybody knows, you keep your arms up for a long time. It's hard, right? All it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, my my students know that a lot because yeah. I, I don't like to stop and, and answer questions. So yeah, I see it, and I'm on a roll when I'm like, all and you right. see it, just start. Yep, and they, start <laughs> they hold it up with their. I used to do that in school yeah. all the time. Yeah, and, and then finally, when I get to a breaking point, I'm like, yes. What's your question? Like, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. So. We we often think we're stronger or not. We think that I I can I'll beat that sin by right. my own power, and then you realize that you may be able to do some things to help that may help you stop it for a little bit, but it's only in the power of God that will defeat that sin because it's defeated at the cross. Right. Power is broken. It's been it's your sin has been nailed to the cross. The thing is that sometimes you go back to it, right? Lick up the vomit, correct? Like dogs. And that it's broken. That we sometimes we take the chains and try to put them back on. Correct. Um, Just like Israel. 
Mm-hmm. We saw that last week. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, if we were just back in Egypt, we we'd have us some good food. Yeah, and they and again, remember that's a, that that's a they had a very poor view. They they had deceived themselves even in that. Right. Like really look back and remember what you did, what you were going through. It wasn't like that. No. That was not the way it was. So we often do that. We go, but then we also think we can we can beat it ourselves. We we try to be self. We're very individualistic, self, and that's part of it too. I think our culture has told us you got to do this. You pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Well, even when we were growing up, mm-hmm. that that was the mantra we would we were fed. Mm-hmm. We were fed. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. How are you going to accomplish this on your own? All right. It's, it was about you. And even a couple weeks ago, you did the um, the picture of uh, the commercial. The commercial's on the yeah. TV. It's all about you. Oh, you want a happy life? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, homeboy, uh, what's his Obi-Wan. name? Obi-Wan. You and McGregor. Yeah. Obi-Wan's sitting there telling you it, it, happy life is found through. Travel. Travel. Right. You'll admit the find these. You'll never regret that. You want you want some ladies Axe body spray, right? And then you smell like a middle school boy. Overdid it. Oh, uh, no, those girls care. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. Um. So you you see, you see all of this individualistic characteristics, and then um, when when you come to faith in Christ, it's no longer you. Mm-hmm. It's you and right. Christ. Yes. And then God gives you the body, mm-hmm. the the church, to come alongside of you in that sin. Yes. So so to hold you accountable. That's that's why uh, we we need to be confessing sins to one another. Mm-hmm. So one, we're able to carry that burden with each other. Right. So you can even the that, it's not the main point in the text, but you can see some principle there. You have others that are flanking Aaron, Aaron, and and Moses, Aaron and her are beside him, right, helping him fight the battle. Right? Correct. That's not the whole point of the text, but there's some principle yeah. there, right? And and so and so even with the uh, with sin and say you're struggling with pride, uh, which I often do, and and you know admitting that to someone around you and. Hey man, I, I saw that instance of pride in you this week, mm-hmm. and humbly receiving that and saying, "Yeah, you're you're right." Um, and sometimes we don't humbly receive it. Right, it's happened to me before. Me too. Challenge, yep. You're like, "No." And, yep, me too. And uh, then you have to kind of sit there and then sat there for a little bit, and you go, oh, "I think mm. they're right." I pride's an easy one for me to think through. Uh, speaking of sins, but but. How much easier would it be for you, listener, if you had someone come alongside of you to help you in the battle against your sin? And, and part of that, too, is on the other side is that we need to be willing to hear that from people and not go into a judgmental mode. Correct. So that the first thing we go is like, oh, what's wrong with that person? Right. And rather hear that and go, how can I help? Right. How can I encourage? How can I pray for? How can I be... A person not to judge them over the thing they're struggling with, but to say, "Hey, let's let's in the power of the Spirit through accountability, let's let's kill that sin. Let's let let's let God kill that sin in your life." 
And he does that. He gives us the church. He also gives us means of disciplines to do Correct. that. The, the reading of Scripture reveals to us our sin. The preaching of the Word, preaching is, a of di- the word. is a discipline. When mm-hmm. when uh, the preacher gets up there and says, hey, you're struggling with pride. Mm-hmm. And, or this is an instance of pride. You're convicted. Right. Like, don't shut that conviction down. Right. right? Repent like, of that sin. Hearing go, hmm. And part of it, too, is also coming with approachability to the sermon or to Sundays or to the scriptures. And rather than reading it to go, I see that in somebody else. Right. But how how is this pointing to me so, today? So I, I don't know who said it, when I heard it, but somebody in my life, and this was really influential to me because I used to be that way. Oh, I wish. Uh, so I wish. Uh, what was the homegirl who was still in mail last week? You were a J- Janice. Was I don't know what you called her. Uh, I forgot what it was. It wasn't Janice, it was but a, it was something else. All right, we're going to call her Janice now. Um, <laughs> I, I, homegirl Janice, I wish she was here so she could hear this because it would be really influential to her mm-hmm. because I know she's struggling with that. Right. And to remind yourself, uh, well, that's not a right way to come into a sermon. Mm-hmm. No. You need to be sitting there and saying, oh, I really needed to hear this because I also struggle with the same thing Janice mm-hmm. is dealing with. Yes, absolutely. And so um, another thing is it's seen through when we partake of the Lord's Supper together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was what our conversation was before, before, we, before mm-hmm. we started was the Lord's Supper. But uh, when we come before the Lord's Supper, we're declaring together as a body that we are followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. And and in that Jesus says that if you have a uh, anything against your brother or unforgiving heart against your brother, uh, leave now. Come uh, make that right. Then come and bring your offering. Mm-hmm. Then come to the table. Right. Go make that right. Go forgive of that sin. Be reconciled, and mm-hmm. then come to the table. And so. Uh, when we approach the table, we need to sit down and, and think through, okay, is there anyone I'm not forgiving? Mm-hmm. Is there anyone I'm harboring bitterness to? Is there anyone that um, I have sinned against and haven't asked for forgiveness? Have I sinned against you, Lord, and not repented of those things? Yes. And so uh, those are another instances where in the church it, it shows the beauty of the gospel and also shows... Uh, our, our dealings with sin that has been defeated on the cross. And that feeds directly to your next question in regards to sin. You talked about battling against the enemy. Right. Spiritual warfare. And as I said on Sunday, our main enemy, our, our enemy isn't people, not the right. political, there's not the political talking head up on the TV whom we vehemently disagree with that is on the other side of the aisle of our political beliefs that we right. view as like Satan's minion, Right. Um, or the person that puts something on the television or in a movie, and we think that that is, and sometimes we put that, those are the enemies of God. Rather, yes, we can stand up for what's right in that, but those are people that are deceived by Satan. Spiritual warfare is much more subtle than that. It's the very things we just talked about. Right, spiritual warfare often happens uh, when you wake up that morning and ready to go to church. Yes. Spiritual warfare uh, uh, happens um, when uh, you you arrive to church and maybe someone didn't greet you with a lofty hello. Mm-hmm. 
um, spiritual warfare happens while you're sitting and and maybe you haven't prepared your heart, mm-hmm. right? Uh, C.S. Lewis, in the Screwtape Letters, which you quoted, mm-hmm. says this, Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Mm-hmm. Your affectionate uncle, Screwtape. Yes. So um, I, I remember somewhere in here, I was trying to find the the quote, that, but I saw that one, that one was good. Um, he talks about how as as the uncle is teaching his uh, nephews uh, what he needs to do to get these Christians off of the mind uh, um, of Christ during the worship service. He, he, he says, whisper in their ear the crying baby is annoying. Mm. Whisper in their ear the creaking, the chewing of gum, the squeaking of a shoe. To get their mind off of anything besides what the preacher is preaching on. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we come into service and we come into worship, we need to be prepared. Our minds, our hearts uh, need to be prepared to to worship, to hear from the Lord, and to not be distracted by the distractions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the, the spiritual warfare is happening on a much more personal level. And what I mean by that is not that those other things are not important that we stand up for and what we, we you know, the, the principles of Scripture, the principles of what's right and wrong and things like that, those are not unimportant. But oftentimes we talk about spiritual warfare in that type of way, but spiritual warfare is a much more personal, much more intimate thing that is happening on a day-to-day basis that as I wake up every single morning, have I has has the word I read, has it been something that, is, that has been rooted down in me am i obeying it or is the, or satan trying to distract me with an with a co-worker that i get irritated with and i blow and his his main goal is to 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 get you off track there and they anger you then you blow up and you just have have sinned against the lord he sinned against that person and you just you know mess up your testimony but then in the midst of that in that warfare god is gracious to say yes you messed up you sinned in this uh now go apologize and repent, right? right. Which can be a powerful reversal of that sin, and where you you screwed up, you sinned against God, you sinned against that person. But you see, they see humility, right. and you say, "Hey." So it's this spiritual warfare that's happening with people that are much closer to us in very, very subtle ways that we battle against, and only in the power of the Spirit can yep. we live that way. So, so one of the things I do. Uh, because because I know how much of a distraction these things are, I I take I don't bring my watch to church, mm-hmm. my Apple Watch, because it pops notifications. Yeah. Also, I can get distracted by looking at the time mm-hmm. because I'm more worried about okay, what time is it? Oh, I'm getting hungry. Those types of things. Uh, so I'll I'll leave my watch at home. Mm-hmm. Then when I get into service, I'll put my phone on Do Not Disturb and I'll I'll stick it in the side of the pew. Mm-hmm. So I. It's it's where I can't reach it. Mm-hmm. I can't grab it. Sometimes I'll grab it to text you something that I thought of during, and then you don't look at it until after because you don't have the phone. <laughs> Hot spotting. But, uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll have I'll have it back there. But uh, things that while I'm listening to the preaching of the word, I'm not going to pull right. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's it's training yourself. Right. Training yourself not to do certain things. So if you know you're distracted by your phone. Bring a paper Bible. 
Yes. If you know that you get distracted because you don't take notes and you can't and you pay better attention taking notes, then take notes. Yes. Um do stuff, make it a habit to where you're not paying attention to these things. If a kid cries out, guess what? You don't have to look. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to have your thoughts pulled off of that and not focused on the preaching. Right. And you can even at that moment worship and say, thank you, Lord, that there's a baby in this. Correct. Crying. Maybe the, maybe that ba- baby's crying over your sin. But you're <laughs> yeah. not repenting of it, right? <laughs> Probably yeah. not, but you know... Right. But, you can think of it that way. Like, Lord, you just said this, and that baby's crying. I Look, I need to cry out to yeah. you because I yeah. owe the sinful man that I am. Right, absolutely. Or sinful her that I am. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and then that then leads to the final thing of kind of like how we do ministry. So the battle's won not in our ingenuity or our creativity. It's not in the perfect sermon outline that I've made and that it's going to win the battle. It's the word of God that does. Christ does wins the battle. Christ is the one that saves. Christ is the one that changes hearts. Christ is the one that does all of these things that we need to get on prayer, prayerfully ask God to do the work. Right. So that's why prayer is so important in all these things. So against sin, against spiritual warfare, but prayer also corporately as a body that we would do the ministry he's called us to do as the church, which you are all, all of you are called to do, not just me and you. Right. You call us ministers, but you're ministers too. Now, I know we're paid pastors, but your ministry is is just as important as our ministry. Correct. It's vital, but and, only in the power of the Spirit. And one of the lowest uh, things, uh, lowest attended events in the local church, not just here, but all over is prayer meetings. Right. Let me ask you a question, and not you, but the listener. It's rhetorical because even if you answered it, I wouldn't hear you. But what do you think would happen if we came to prayer meeting, all the church came to a prayer meeting, all prayed to the same end, and we prayed expectantly for God to work? Do you think he would work? Absolutely. It's rhetorical. That's rhetorical. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, he he would work, right? Uh, so why do why do we not go to prayer meeting? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's eight fifteen. But come on, you stay up late watching Fox News. You stay up late watching Netflix. You stay up late. I stay up late playing video games. I did last night. Mm-hmm. Right. We 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 stay up late. Right. Yeah. Our bedtime may be nine o'clock, but we'll we'll miss our bedtime for something important. We'll stay up to midnight to watch the ball drop, mm-hmm. right? Can you, can you stay up a little bit longer just to uh, pray with your brothers and sisters? What what you give your time to shows what you believe is most important. Right. And that's convicting, but it's also something we all need to... to and I, that's something I need to remember, too. What do I give yeah. my time to? And what my time to is giving... You may be thinking, well, you're a pastor, you're supposed to say this. Look, if I wasn't a pastor... I will believe the same thing. I, I I did the exact same thing for six years as a, a lay person in the church. Mm-hmm. And that's not trying to boast. No. We're not trying to. We're just, this is why we believe this. We believe that this is the truth and this is where power comes from. And the scriptures say that. The power right. of God is through the submission of God's people, and that's through prayer. Prayer is the mean is that it's saying, God, we can't do this. Right. You have you can, to do this. You have to. You have to fight the battle before us. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we let's take five minutes to, to to riff on 
the Lord is my banner, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Moses is told to write what has happened to the Malachites in this battle um, and God's provision for them through the intercession of Moses here um, and recite it in the ears of Joshua. So Joshua is, needs to be reminded. And um, Moses builds, it, builds an altar, and the name of it is the Lord is my banner. Mm-hmm. Um, our banner now is something different than Moses's hands being held high. Mm-hmm. Our banner is what? Banner, as a quick recap, is a word that's also going to be uh, translated pole or um, kind of like a stick of some sort um, So or a signal. So banner then points us uh, to that there's also a almost in a mirroring way into numbers and in Numbers 21, uh, the pole is lifted up with a bronze serpent that the Israelites would look to after the biting of the poisonous snakes. If they looked to it, they would be saved. Um, Isaiah 11 talks about that there will be a lifting up of a signal, very same word used here, that uh, everyone will look to in that all the nations would gather and would be saved by this banner. That is fulfilled then in the lifting up of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Which and he and says, Jesus says that. Yeah. So as, as the bronze serpent is lifted up in the wilderness, I will be lifted up, and those that look to me will be uh, will receive eternal life. Look to look as I was lifted up. You lift. I was lifted up for salvation. Christ on the cross was lifted up for us. He is the banner. He is the ban. The banner of the cross. Christ is the banner. And so that's that's why the uh, author of Hebrews says, "Look to Jesus. Look, yes, the founder and perfecter of your faith." This is the memorial that we look to. The memorial is the cross and the empty tomb, which then is found in a book. Right. The scriptures, the Bible, um, and hence why at the end of the sermon, I made it very clear that we tell us, our, each other, we remind ourselves, there's, there's two things going on, we remind ourselves a memorial of what Christ has done, preaching the gospel to ourselves daily of what Christ has done, the power of God, then the second thing is it's told to the next generation. It's told to Joshua. Joshua's the next generation, by the way. He's the one that's going to, well, he, he's going to lead the next generation into the promised land. And it's even told that in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Yes. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You shall, uh, you shall tell this uh, to your children, and you shall write this on your doorpost. When you sit down to eat, you shall talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it, it is passed on to the next generation throughout the rest of history. And so we speak that same thing to continue on to the next generation. That's why it's important for us to do our ministries in such a way that reflect a transfer of doctrine, transfer of scripture, transfer of theology to our children, to our students, to our adults, to the church, so that we can continue on. and and teach more about what God has done, the banner in which we look to. Amen. So we do all things. Uh, We we look at the banner. We talk about her. And we do everything that we do in ministry to the the praise praise of of his glory. glory.